It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Miami Dolphins general manager Chris Greer spoke to the media on Wednesday and shared some insight into the team's long-term team-building strategy, the strategy if the team picks at 21, Tua Tungvaloa, and more. That here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Cal Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Tip of the cap to our everydayers who find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast because it is your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bets, 150 bucks if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And the thing that you probably don't know unless you've been here about the NFL Combine is even when you think you got your day lined up, you get pulled in 18,000 different directions. <laughs> that was me yesterday because I know we did the first show, the morning show yesterday. I said, you know, we're, we're going to do a double dip. Chris Greer is going to speak later today. Well, Chris Greer speaks, and, and by the time they post the video of the Chris Greer interview and I get the transcript of the Chris Greer interview, um, it's it's a little later in the afternoon than I'd been anticipating. And then we had a dinner reservation for locked on and getting all the locked on folks together, to kind of go over strategy for tomorrow's content and sharing intel from what we got the previous day. And then a couple of people that I know that are in the agency that are here doing work, representing players. Hey, do you want to get catch up, grab a beer, or whatever? And long story short, uh, I got back to my hotel and it was 1 a.m. And I'm like, well, I didn't do the Chris Greer podcast. <laughs> so we're going to do it on Thursday morning and see if we can find another excuse to do a double dip later in the week. So uh, it, it is always crazy here in Indianapolis. Uh, and the people who come for the first time, they always come away and they're like, wow, it's nothing like what I thought the combine was going to be. Because what you see sitting at home is the TV stuff. And the TV stuff is like eighth on the list of things that get accomplished here at the NFL Combine. So um, it, it is very much a job fair networking event that just sometimes puts you through the ringer. And I got put through the ringer yesterday. So my objective today is to not get put through the ringer and stay on course. And that starts by coming to you guys and talking about what Chris Greer had to say. And... Um, Chris Greer spoke on everything from Xavier Howard and Teron Armstead and, and Robert Hunt and Cam Smith and Tua and draft strategy and long-term approach to building a roster and how a quarterback on a second contract would hypothetically change that. And a lot of good stuff. So I tried to pick the most important stuff for perspective on the team, which is what I always try to do, right? And, and there's some fans that are out there and I see you in the YouTube comments and I see you on social media and you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear about perspective. And that, like, that's fine, okay? But the world's going to keep on turning. The Dolphins are going to try to keep getting better and they are very much within their competitive window still as a team. The question is, 
Is this the year that you unlock enough new things to go into a different level? That's that's the mystery for this team. But as Chris Greer talks about, you know, they look at everything in both the short term and the long term. And uh, I, I think that's something that as we prep for this first clip it and snippet from Chris Greer, uh, it's important to keep in mind that the decision making process is not just like 2024 is not the last season of NFL play. Right. And as they continue to build. As so long as they continue to be competitive, they are going to continue to have the chances to cyclically build up while having a floor that is competitive on an annual basis is kind of the ideal that they're going for. And they've kind of locked that in the last four years. That's what they've been. They've been competitive. They've been in postseason appearances. Uh, that's not why we play the game. Obviously that's not, nobody's you know, checking their resume is full based off of that. They've achieved the floor that they want to aspire for. Now you got to cyclically build up to attack the ceiling that you want to have too. So let's hear from Chris Greer about how uh, the, the the long-term strategy from a team-building perspective uh, needs to be different as you work your way through, particularly uh, if you have a quarterback on a second contract. This is from Chris Greer yesterday. Well, it, it's I mean, it's a, it's a challenge, but I think the one thing that, you know, Brandon Shore and uh, Max Napolitano have done when we talk is we're always looking short-term and long-term. And so um, in terms of having some flexibility and how contracts are structured and stuff, so... Um, Again, yes, every year you can't go make those moves, you know, that people get excited for <laughs> your team just because, I mean, you've seen it around the league. It's not sustainable. Um, you know, at some point you have to reel it back a little bit and then uh, add some uh, youth and influx and then and then uh, cherry pick here and there where you go. And so, you know, um, we're, we've been looking at um, all different ways in terms of building this and uh, keeping our roster uh, competitive. Flexibility, contract structure. These are the things that we talk about on this show quite a bit about how and why the Dolphins are approaching uh, this competitive window that they are in. And now that they are in the competitive window, the onus is on them to maximize the competitive window. So I do think it's interesting to hear Chris Greer say that part out loud, that there is going to come a point in time where cyclically you have to scale back and add another infusion of young talent. Is this that year for Miami? I, I think maybe it's a little bit more of a balancing act. I would expect them to not be as aggressive. Um, and, and they weren't last year either. And I think that's important to remember as well. We went through the first wave of free agency, and you knew the team didn't have the draft capital early. They didn't have a first-round pick. And they still made enough adjustments from scheme and talent and, and selectively choosing players to go from a nine win team that arguably was better than that. If not for the injuries, particularly at the quarterback position and at the cornerback position in 2022 to a team that was an 11 win team that quite frankly should have been more than an 11 win team. If not for the injuries that they had and some very frustrating late season lapses. So, the team was better last year than the, the year before. Um, I think the team still has the opportunity to make economic transitions in certain spots to cheaper players that are still good players. And they, they have more resources than they had last year from a draft capital perspective. And well, whether that means moving out of that pick, whether that means staying in that pick, whether that means uh, kind of just 
being status quo this year and then being ready to make a fuller transition next year, hearing that part out loud is important perspective for Dolphins fans because they look at the short term and the long term. So when we talk about contracts and exit strategies out of contracts based on how they're structured and, and overlapping and intertwining the big picture in the here and now and the big picture on a five-year forecast for the team, that's an arbitrary number of years, by the way. I don't know that for a fact. Um, it's not just haphazard, and it's not it's not as reckless as I think it has, has at times been advertised as. There's a how and a why here and now with long-term, and the flexibility of the contracts is a big part of that. And I give Chris Greer, Brandon Shore, their whole team in that regard, a lot of props because I think that's one of the things that this organization does pretty well is they they put themselves in position to pay players significant money to have good talent on the team but they do so in a way that allows them fluidity in how they exit those contracts or how they phase contracts in and phase other contracts out and allow them to overlap those contracts with each other to ideally maximize your competitiveness within your winning window, which is what this team does. So um, it was neat to hear Chris Greer kind of touch on that a little bit uh, because that is certainly one of the uh, main storylines of this team as they try to ride the wave and, and continue to get better is that those simultaneous pursuits is essential to what Miami is, is ultimately trying to achieve, which is competitiveness on an annual basis where, yeah, maybe cyclically you get talent lined up more attractively in one year versus another, but nevertheless, you're still going to compete on an annual basis, which is what anybody really could ask for in the NFL, unless you have Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> just being honest. So, uh, up next, we have uh, the strategy for the pick at 21, assuming the Dolphins stay at 21, which Chris Greer did not commit to, because of course not. Why would he? That's next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what is important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
So the Dolphins obviously are looking at their first first round draft selection in three years. The, the team's last first round picks were Jalen Waddle and Jalen Phillips as players that are now eligible for contract extensions after their third year of NFL play. So Miami, obviously you do the inventory. They had three first round picks scheduled after those draft selections in the last two years. And they went to um, Roger Goodell. Roll my eyes. We'll see if anything happens with uh, the defensive coordinator who left Miami and the same day was hired by another team. Um, Bradley Chubb and Tyreek Hill. Great players. Right? No question. Great players. Um, players that that I think showcase their worth at a very high level for the Dolphins this year. But as Chris Greer said, at some point you have to scale back those efforts and you have to get the fresh infusion of the next wave of rookie labor that is coming at 20% of the cost. And they have to be good players if you're going to have success. So that's kind of where Miami sits. Uh, their pick at 21. Uh, I have said, and I know I just went on Joe Rose uh, earlier this week on WQAM and uh, shared this, this sentiment as well. But the Dolphins need to do everything in their power to make sure that when draft weekend comes around, they don't feel like they're painted into a corner. This is what Chris Greer had to say about the strategy at picking at 21, assuming that's where they pick. Uh, with their first round draft selection in this year's draft, uh, I think at the end of the day, we'll like we take at twenty one. So we always we'll always take the best player, and if it's someone that even if it's that position that you know, and I'm, I don't want to speculate any position, but if it's a position people think we're stacked at, you never know. Like last year, when we said our off our outside linebacker group was really deep, you know, and the things happened, and then you know the receivers, you know, Waddle went down a little bit, Tyreek got banged up, so. Yeah, in this league, the way the injuries happen, you need depth everywhere. So, I mean, it's you can have the safe pick, um, but if there's a guy that you truly believe is a supremely talented player and loves football and will work to um, reach that ceiling, then and that and it's up to us to spend the time and invest in them uh, to find out, and then you must make that decision you feel is best for the roster, um, not just short term but long term as well. Short term and long term. Right. And that that's the challenge, I think, for me, for everybody who is dissatisfied with where this team is at or is too impatient with where this team is at. The teams that have the long term competitiveness and the ability uh, to to do this year in and year out and, and can make personnel moves and see them come to fruition be it through the draft or free agency or trades or whatever, there's a certain level of stability within football operations that has to come with that. And I'm not saying it has to be like the Baltimore Ravens where Ozzie Newsom did it for 20 years. And I'm not saying it has to be like uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers where uh, they had th three head coaches since the Nixon administration, right? Like it doesn't have to be to that extreme. But if we're just like, Progress was made, but progress isn't good enough, and I don't care about progress. I want playoff wins, and I want a Super Bowl trophy. And if you're not going to do that within a certain defined window that I feel is arbitrarily correct, then you can get the heck out of Dodge and get out of here. The problem with that is if you make these changes 
haphazardly or emotionally. And I get it. We as, as fans of the team aren't owed objective is objectiveness and fan, fan is short for fanatic. So I, I get it. <laughs> but if you're going to build the most talented roster that you can, drafting the most talented player is the way to do that. The challenge is if you draft the most talented player in your perspective, that might not have a pathway to playing in year one, like a, Cam Smith, in their opinion. And anybody who is at training camp would tell you that Cam Smith balled out. Chris Greer was asked about Cam Smith. He said he balled out in training camp last year. Then he got banged up a little bit. They came back, and you know, Vic, you look at Vic Fangio and his scheme, and there's a track record with young players of that taking a little bit of time. But we're very excited about Cam Smith. I hear that. I kind of expect Cam Smith to just be phased in as the other outside corner opposite Jalen Ramsey. Like I, I feel like they kind of have that attitude and they, they've internally had a chance to evaluate him on a daily basis. They see it and we don't. But people look at Cam Smith as a failed draft pick right now. And if the team was to come out and they were to draft a, a wide receiver, right? At the first first round pick, people would say this is this is a bozo maneuver. They don't they have two good wide receivers. They don't need a third good wide receiver. But there's going to come a time in the next three years where you're going to probably phase out the Tyreek Hill contract. And when that time comes, having somebody else who's good and the the talented player who you drafted preemptively because he was the best player on the board allows you to then make that decision and make continued good decisions to, again, field as talented and competitive as a roster as you possibly can. But if you say, oh, well, he... He drafted Cam Smith, and the team hit their ceiling, and this was their best shot, and the offensive line wasn't good enough, and they've invested a bunch of resources there. He needs to go, okay, you bring somebody else in. You know what they're going to do? Because this is what football people everywhere do. They're going to flush out all the people that weren't their things and say, I want my guy here. I want my guy there. I want my my guy here. And that's a whole three-year process of undoing, more subtly than the Dolphins did in 2019, but nevertheless still undoing a lot of what's been done. And then you'll get to the end of the third year there and they'll say, well, they didn't have the big breakthrough. And like, I understand like there's teams that, that have breakthrough moments, Houston this year, but Houston was like the worst team in the league for three consecutive years to build up to that. Imagine you put yourself, go back to 2019 and ask yourself, would I be willing to exchange 2019, 2020 and 2021 to, to universally be the worst team in football for that stretch of time? It's what the Cleveland Browns did with Hugh Jackson. It's what the Texans did with their parade of one-year coaches. To have the payoff that, that Cleveland has had now where they've won 11-plus games twice in the last three years. The Texans go from the worst team in football to a 10-win team. Now, we'll see if there's sustainability there. You'd like to think so. And what would the tone be if you spent three years doing that? I don't know. I, I think you're darned if you do, and you're darned if you don't, personally. And I'm not making excuses. There's things that need to get better with this Dolphins team. There's There's been missteps, misevaluations. There's no question. But I love hearing that thought process from Chris Greer, and I hope the team 
continues, and people are not going to agree with this, and you can disagree. That's fine. Yell at me in the comments. I'm probably not going to read it because I already know I'm going to put Chris Greer in the title of the show, and everybody who hates Chris Greer is going to come out in full force with their pitchforks, and they're going to complain about him. So I'm not going to read the comments. You can leave whatever comment you want. I don't care. I hope the team continues to give this brain trust the opportunity to continue to, as long as they continue to grow, as long as they continue to be competitive, I hope they are allowed the opportunity to continue to operate both short-term and long-term visions for the team. I do anyway. Speaking of long-term vision for the team, uh, quarterback contract is looming for the Dolphins with Tua Tungvaloa. Chris Grew was asked about that. That is next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. Get buckets with your first bet over on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live game same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So Chris Greer asked about Tua Tungvaloa. Uh, is there another level to Tua Tungvaloa's game? And I've addressed this question, storyline, a little bit. And I would say from a physical attribute perspective, I, I don't think there is. But that doesn't mean that Tua Tungvaloa, the quarterback, cannot tap into another level of play based on his understanding of the offense and the timing of the offense and when to take checkdowns. I think he was like one of the lowest percentage quarterbacks in the NFL this past year, taking checkdowns against two high shells. Uh, those are the kinds of things that making the right decision, you've seen low tools, air quotes, uh, physical attribute quarterbacks executed at a very high level because they operate within the pocket and they make sound decisions. And they take what the defense gives them. And I think that's the biggest thing for Tua, continuing to find the balance of taking what the defense gives you um, is going to allow him, I think, to take his game to another level. Now, that's my opinion on the matter. Here's what Chris Greer had to say about the matter with Tua Tungvaloa and if there's another level that he could take his game to. And, and we all feel there's still another level that he can take it. And I think if you ask Tua, he would tell you that too. And so... Um, just his growth on and off the field, like being voted captain last year and then seeing how he is, you know, behind the scenes with guys and, and holding people accountable um, is it, huge. So um, I think the way he's attacked this and, and wants to be great um, and the combination of Mike and working with that and that trust and belief in each other, we do think there's still another level we can go. So they clearly feel that way and that that's going to be manifested with a contract extension that it's going to come out that people are probably going to be a little uncomfortable with from a dollar's amount. Um, 
That's the nature of quarterback contracts. I'm not justifying it. I, I certainly think my offers to Tua Tungvaloa would not be market reset dollars. I think there are enough questions there that you want to proactively get a deal done so that if you reach your aspirations and you continue to contend and win double-digit games and be in playoff appearances and start winning playoff games, like if all that happens and that contract's not done, okay, then then, then the dollars are going to get really uncomfortable because the salary cap's going to continue to shoot up to the moon, right? So uh, I think for from my perspective, I understand why getting a contract is done because it it invokes a lot of the things that we're talking about, about having a big picture plan in addition to maximizing a short time window. And for that, to the Dolphins to make the most of that, yes, Tua Tungvaloa does have to take his game to another level. And is that there? They think it is there. He thinks it is there. I can see the pathway for it being there, even if it is not as simple as, and I don't, who had had all the durability stuff last year. And his response was to add weight to had, have more bulk, more core strength, protect his head um, and take the hits and rigors of an NFL season better than he had previously. And he does that. And I see these bozos on social media saying he needs to lose the weight. He can't move. No, duh guys. And I'll tell you what, a lot of the best defenses in the league force you to operate within the pocket and execute an offense within the pocket, which is Tua Tungvaloa's strength. And it should be his strength. And I would be highly disappointed if Tua Tungvaloa came out next year and says, yeah, I dropped 15 pounds. I'm trying to move around more. Because the thing that you did to stay on the field worked. And that's more important than a handful of off-script plays that put you in a position to take hits that, quite frankly, it's not your game. Know your game, understand your game, and he showed that last year, which I applaud. But it's the perfect embodiment. of There's just no winning where he's too light and he can move. He's too fragile, so he gets hurt. Okay, I'm going to bulk up. Take hits better. Well, no, you can't move. You need to lose the weight. It's it's just moving the 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 goalpost. Have to we we need to pour the foundation and put the goalposts in the ground somewhere and just leave them there. <laughs> and for me, my perspective on it, yeah, he he is going to be a quarterback that plays and operates within the pocket. And the other level of that is going to come here between the ears. For those of you not on YouTube, for Tua, I think that's where the next level has to come. We'll see if it does. And they seem to think it will because they're prepared to put their money where their mouth is and saying that it will. Because that contract is going to be coming down the mountain here before too long. That's going to do it for us here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins from Indianapolis, the 2024 NFL Scouting Combine. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. You can find me on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm Kyle Krabs. Fins up. Make it a great rest of your day. I'll be back again soon with more Miami Dolphins talk coming your way. So I'll see you then. Fins up.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.